welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What's up? What's up, guys? Happy Monday and welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because what I realized is that I always ask my guests, you know, a hell yes and a hard no. And I've never actually answered that for y'all. So today I want to dive into my hard no's. So I'm going to list through, I actually have 10 of them in no order whatsoever. So don't think this is like from the most important to least important or vice versa. It's straight up just 10 things I think you need to stop today, right now, ASAP, never do again, (laughs) and going forward for the rest of your life. So I think that's really important. I want to start off with a review of the week. And so thank you. Hey, Nikki gave me five stars. Amazing. Always learning. Every time I hear an episode, I learn something new about myself and listen a bit more to the heart tugs. I just love that. Short and sweet. So thanks, Hey Nikki, for that five-star review. Guys, if you haven't yet reviewed the podcast, please, please, please drop a five-star review. If you're not going to drop five stars, I mean, just skip it. It's fine. I won't tell anybody if you don't tell anybody, okay? (laughs) No, but for real. Guys, five-star reviews. I just want to like give you guys an understanding of why that's so important. Because when I used to just be a podcast listener, I didn't quite understand. Everyone was always saying like, give me a review, give me a review. Well, guys, the more reviews that we have, the better Apple Podcasts rates this podcast, meaning like the farther up we get, meaning that the more visibility we get, meaning the more lives we change, meaning honestly, the better guests that I'm going to be able to get, the more high visibility guests I will be able to interview, you know, because the more legit this podcast is, the more legit the people who will have time to be a part of it. (laughs) Not saying that people have been a part of it already aren't legit because they're the freaking legitest of the legit. And now I'm just talking myself into a circle. So I'm going to stop and just, if you guys haven't already reviewed in this last minute of me rambling, you could have just gone and reviewed and submitted a five-star review. So I love you guys so much and let's dive in. So I want to start with my first thing to stop today, right now. Number one is overthinking. And I'm just going to say, real quick, this is at myself. Okay. I'm not the best at not doing that. And actually discounted for all 10 of these, I'm not perfect. I'm just thinking that we need to be conscious about these things and we need to try to stop. So I'm in this with you guys. These are not all things that I have figured out how to eliminate 100% from my life, but there are definitely things that I know that I need to stop as well. So, and that's why I wanted to share them with you guys. So overthinking, whew, well, We talk about it all the time on this podcast. And actually, the review of the week, Hey Nikki, said, you know, talking about those heart tugs. 
And we talk about it almost in every single episode, how crazy it is, the heart tugs, the gut instincts, the, you know, nudges, the little like life signs that pop up and we shut them down because we overthink. And that's honestly, that's a trend in my life is I'm a huge thinker, like hands up for all the huge thinkers out there, people that, you know, you might have a heart tag, but then you let your brain take control of that topic and you go in a spiral and it's a dark rabbit hole. It could be something so tiny, like, oh my gosh, I think I want to go get a coffee on my lunch break. And then you're thinking like, oh my gosh, okay, well, if I go get a coffee for my lunch break, if I don't bring my boss one, my boss will judge me. And if my boss judges me, then my boss is going to have a bad day. And then, and then they're going to treat the rest of the office bad. And then the office is going to hate me. And then maybe I should just get everybody coffees. And, but then it, that's a lot of money. And then if I get everybody coffees, then uh, how am I going to carry them back? And then, okay, if I carry them back and then I, I spill them all, then that's going to be a shitty day for me. And like, okay, you're just thinking of every single scenario. And again, you guys, this is a silly freaking example. There are obviously much more serious examples out there having to do with your job, your career, starting a business, making a move, transitioning in life, you know, big ass decisions and we tend to overthink. And I know we talked about it on Thursday's episode last week and actually the week before also about just how smart our bodies are. And if we actually just listen to that gut instinct or the heart tug is what I like to call them and just stopped overthinking, like imagine how many crazy things would happen in our life, like crazy, amazing, right? Like God wants amazing things for us. And whether you guys are religious or not, I so firmly believe that God wants us to be so happy. You know, the divine, the universe, whoever you believe in higher power wants good for us. And sometimes like those gut instincts, those heart tugs are pulling us in that direction, but we overthink it and we kind of ruin that, right? We talk ourselves out of it. We stay in a place that we're comfortable in because we're too overthinking to get uncomfortable, right? And so anyway, that's my number one thing is just stop the overthinking. Okay, switching gears a little bit. Number two, junk food and artificial shit. Okay, I want to preface this one because if you guys have been following me since like bikini competition days, y'all know I was big into macro counting. (laughs) So you guys probably also know that the crazy things I fit into my macros for the day, especially while I was getting really low, right? And a lot of that stuff had, you know, xanthan gum, had artificial sweeteners, artificial flavors, a lot of just like artificial crap. And while it was cool that I got to make a little, you know, mug cake thing (laughs) that was full of sugar and crap, even though it was low macros, you guys can't see I'm doing air quotes. It was not great for me. And so I just want to say like over the years, I used to kind of roll my eyes at people who were like, you know, into holistic nutrition, into like, you know, fueling your body properly into intuitive eating. I was always kind of like, I don't get it. Like, how can you just fuel your body without counting everything? And that's the kind of person I've always been overly obsessive in the nutrition category. If you guys, again, if you've been following me for a while, I used to really struggle with that a lot. So it's crazy that this is actually on my things to stop list because this used to be huge for me. Not so much the junk food and junk food. Yes. In terms of binging, but mostly artificial shit stuff I was putting in my body just because it was quote unquote, no calories or quote unquote, low calories or low fat, low carb, whatever it was, but it wasn't actually like, you know, like sustenance. It wasn't actually fueling my body. It wasn't actually beneficial for me. And with the junk food and the binge eating stuff, like, oh my gosh, it took me forever to really 
really honestly dig past and get through that season of my life. I talk about it so much on my Instagram where I was really in a hard place of restrict, 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 binge. Like guys, diet culture, it's a real freaking thing. And everywhere I was looking, and this is, you know, five years ago or so, everywhere I looked, it was telling me to eat less, eat less, eat less, do more cardio, only eat celery, do this, do this juice cleanse. I was actually laughing with a group of friends the other day. And we were saying like how many different stupid juice cleanses we did that only led to giant binge sessions. And so So the junk food thing, like, and even if you aren't binge eating, even if junk food is just a regular part of your life, drive throughs and, you know, quick little snacks, you know, out of the vending machine and crap, like honestly, crap, if you're spending your money, because at the end of the day, you have to spend your money on junk food and artificial shit, you're spending your money on that guys, like, I'm going to encourage you to stop and, and start putting your money towards something that actually benefits your body, benefits your mindset, you know, like you know, outside of the nutrition part of junk food and artificial stuff is like, you know, the effects it has on your body, your hormones, your, your skin, your digestion, your gut health, like, oh my goodness, so many different things. And so I know that when I was really in the midst of not really caring what the ingredients were in the products I was consuming, not really caring, you know, what, what was in the chicken nuggets and fries I was eating, like not really caring about that. That was a time in my life where I was dealing with terrible skin issues, terrible gut health. I was bloated all the time. I would complain about being bloated. I would have like terrible stomach aches. I I had migraines. I haven't had a migraine in a hot second. But a lot of that I definitely attribute to my eating habits and the crap I was putting in my body. So this is a hard stop. Uh, Hell no for me is junk food and artificial shit. Now, again, I just want you guys to know you guys see me, I do eat ice cream every now and then. I do have Chick-fil-A every now and then. I do, you know, enjoy a little, you know, junk food item, whatever. But it's all about honestly 80-20, even like 90-10. So when 90% of my diet consumes of nutrient-dense foods, of whole foods, of beneficial things for my body, things that are holistic and pure and safe and good for me, then when I have 10% that is, you know, the random Froyo, the random, you know, Snickers bar, the random, whatever it is, it doesn't affect me if it were flopped, you know, 90% of my diet is junk food and crap. So I just want you guys to take that into consideration. And probably if you guys are listening to this, obviously you're into self-improvement and what you eat and what you consume is part of that. So it's not just listening to podcasts and reading books and like fake it till you make it. It's like actually doing the do, right? So fuel your mind with this podcast, start fueling your body with healthy things. And, you know, I used to definitely be like a big closet eater. I would think, you know, especially in my gymnastics days, I'd be like, okay, well, my coach can't see me in here. Oh, my, even my mom, my mom can't see me that I'm in here eating in this closet. Like I would actually do this. It was, I've actually really struggled with a lot of eating disorders. So obviously not healthy, not good, but I thought, oh, as long as other people don't see, it's fine. So if you're somebody, you're like, Eh, I'm going to just drive through and I just like binge on all this stuff. My husband's out of town. My kids are at a sleepover. I'm going to just like do me. Well, at the end of the day, like, does that have you feeling good? Probably not. Probably not. You probably wake up next morning and maybe it's like wine and you're hungover and you're bloated and you're tired and you're groggy and you feel puffy and you don't feel good. Right. And then you waste the next day feeling like crap. So again, take a serious look at how you're feeling because the foods you're consuming 
that matters, right? And so if you're somebody you're like, okay, whoa, I need to actually figure this out. Like I need to start doing that. If you need to figure out a healthy, sustainable, like nutrition program to be on, like definitely DM me and we can chat about that because I have so many awesome options for you. Okay, cool. So we're going to move on to number three. Number three is saying, I'm sorry about everything. Okay. I'm saying this because I realize that the most of the listeners here are females. And I think that we apologize way too often for things that we don't need to apologize for. I'm not saying when you fuck up, don't say you're sorry. Yes, go say you're sorry, right? You know, you can be the first person to say that you're sorry when you're fighting with your spouse, when you're in a fight with your best friend, right? You know, sometimes even when you're not wrong, saying that you're sorry and, you know, saying, hey, I'd rather us move through this than be stuck being stubborn. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying stop saying I'm sorry when you actually bump somebody in line. You know, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry for who you are. Oh, I'm sorry I look like crap today. I'm sorry my hair is a mess. I'm sorry my makeup's not on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this. I'm sorry that. Like apologizing for who you are and for taking up space in this world. That is not right. And notice that I don't see very many men doing this. When they're going through a crowd, I don't see very many men saying, I'm sorry, oops, sorry. Oh my God, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. What are they saying? They're usually saying, excuse me, pardon me, move, excuse me, you know? And that's what they're saying. They're not saying, I'm sorry. So why do we as females feel the need to apologize for taking up space, for showing up as who we are, for showing up natural, right? I see that all the time. Like, You know, you get on a FaceTime and your friend, even if it's just with friends, oh my God, sorry, I look like a mess. Like that is such a normal statement, but why do we do that, right? And why are we programming ourselves? Because even if it's just a nonchalant statement that you're just like, oh my God, so sorry, I look like a mess. Oh, my hair is a mess. I'm so sorry. I haven't put makeup on yet. You know, oh my God, so sorry. Last night was crazy. I'm, I'm so tired. You know, why are you sorry for that? Why are you sorry for being? right? You don't have to be sorry for showing up with your hair a mess or for not wearing makeup one day or for being tired. That's not something to apologize for, right? And so this is like huge on my list just because I've noticed some of my friends that do this a lot and I've kind of called them out being like, why are you sorry? What are you sorry for? Like, why? Tell me why you're sorry. And it's like, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, I just guess I just said that. And so a big thing for me is just like being intentional about the words that you're using, saying I'm sorry and apologizing for little things like that, for, you know, things that honestly you don't need an apology for. It just like attunes you and it like almost somehow internally programs you to be apologetic about how you show up in this world. And that's a mindset thing, right? And so I just challenge you guys to take a notice. Are you apologizing for things that you're like, wait, why did I just say I'm sorry, you know? And I understand that I'm sorry can also be a cultural, like, excuse me almost. But again, be intentional about the words that you're using. Be intentional about how you're saying them and what you're choosing to attach that to, you know? Because again, it's a mindset thing. Your brain notices that you are constantly apologizing for showing up as who you are. And, and that does have an impact on, you know, on shame, on guilt, on feeling bad, on, you know, feeling like you're letting people down because you're what? Showing up without mascara on one day? Like, oh, geez, <laughs> please. That is not a reason to be sorry. Okay. Okay. feel like we talked through that one. Okay. The fourth thing. Oof. This is high on my list. Number four is putting things off for 
when I'm ready. And you guys don't see me, I know, because this is a podcast, but when I'm ready is in air quotes because you are never going to be ready. Ready is a lie. The word ready is literally the biggest lie we've ever been told because there's never going to be a time to start anything new, to start a dream, to pursue a passion, to start a business, to make the move, to have the conversation, to do the thing. You're never going to feel ready. And this is one of the biggest things I freaking preach since day one is if you're not ready today and you put it off, you are not going to be ready tomorrow. You're not going to be ready in a week. You're not going to be ready in a month. You could do all the quote unquote preparation, the learning, the studying, the practicing, all this stuff. And you're not going to be any more ready in a month than you are today. And that's why I have to say is just do it. Just step into it. Stop putting things off. Guys, tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like, can we sit on that for a second? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And that hits me really hard lately because you don't know what's coming tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen that could shake up your world. And if you don't do something today, if you don't tell the person how you're feeling today, if you don't quit the job because you're unfulfilled today, if you don't start the thing because you're so excited about it today, you know, what's tomorrow going to bring? We don't know. And so I just hate when people say, you know, oh, well, I'm really excited about it or I want to do that, but I'm just not ready because that's a freaking lie. And the only way you get ready is by literally starting and learning along the way. Life is a journey, my friends. Life is a constant learning process. So stop holding off on doing new things that will teach you lessons you need to learn to progress in life so that you can what? learn lessons and progress in life before you start like that's ass backwards do you see what i'm saying because if you don't start new things if you don't try new things if you don't get out of your comfort zone you are going to stay exactly where you are and if my friend you stay exactly where you are how are you gonna get ready like do you see what i'm saying if you don't do anything new you will stay exactly where you are and exactly where you are is not where you feel ready So what do you have to do? You have to just start. You have to just try. You have to just do. You have to just put into action the things right now that are just thoughts. Because if you don't do that, they will forever stay thoughts. And so I'm super passionate about this. Everything I have done pretty much in my life, I never felt ready for. I mean, let's be honest, guys. The biggest decisions we make, you know, a lot of them involve, you know, going off to college, you know, accepting a job, starting a career, maybe a relationship and maybe getting a pet, getting a dog, right? Like making a move, a transition, like whatever that is. Like, I don't feel like you're ever officially ready, right? Cause like, there's always going to be uncertainties. There's always going to be doubts and hesitations and reasons why not to. So like, why not just jump in right now today? Like, why not? I always say to people, you know, I work with women for a living to help them succeed in their own businesses. And so I always say, you know, if you're going to put off something today, you're not going to be ready for it in a week from now. And you're not going to be ready for it in a month from now. What you put off today will not happen miraculously tomorrow or next week or next month. You have to decide to do it today, right now, and start making the strides to be where you want to be, right? So I could go on and on about this topic, but I will not. We will move on to number five. Number five is living for approval. And again, this is at 
Andy Graft. This is at me. I'm talking to myself because not only did I do this for a really long time in my life, but I still find myself doing it. You know, as somebody with a big public platform, I guess, I know it's not as big as other people. Like I know there are people with billions and trillions of millions of followers and stuff. And so in the grand scheme of thing, what like a hundred thousand isn't, isn't really that much, but I find myself even with as much as I've grown over the years and as much as I understand this lesson to a, like a, it's a core belief of mine that I should not live for the approval of others, right? That I shouldn't live my life for acceptance of others, that I shouldn't do things just because it's going to make somebody else feel a certain way, right? Or not feel a certain way. Even though I know that to my inner core, I still struggle with that. And so that's why I'm putting this on here is just as a constant reminder, living for approval gets you nowhere. At the end of the day, guys, I mean, so this is what I love to think about. If you want to do something and if you're having a heart tug and a gut instinct to do something and you're laying in bed and you're thinking of like all the people that wouldn't like it if you did that, all the people who would have thoughts about you if you did that, all the people who would judge you, talk negatively about you, whatever it is. And mostly, you know, obviously we're only worried and scared of the negative stuff. So we're not worried about the people that are going to support us and, you know, praise us and get excited for us. So, you know, their approval, if we think we're going to get it, it's almost like obsolete. It's like, oh, whatever, like that'll happen. But, oh my God, the one person over here, Becky, she's going to judge me. And I don't know if I could put up with Becky's judgment. So I'm just not going to do this thing. Guys, at the end of the day, when you're laying there in bed, feeling that heart tug, is Becky there with you? No. There is literally nobody else living inside your head except for you dealing and feeling with those heart tugs except for you. You are the only person that has to constantly put up with those gut instincts and those heart tugs and the feelings that you're feeling right now. So why would you live your life to have approval from Becky, to have approval from anybody else? They're not feeling what you're feeling. They're not going through what you're going through. They are not knowing what you know. I've talked about this before. Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, she talks a lot about just like your inner knowing, your deep inner knowing. Your body knows, like your gut knows what's best for you. It really does. And so to live for approval is almost disrespecting your inner knowing. You're literally saying, ah, I don't care what you know. This person's judgment is scarier than just constantly putting up with my betrayal of my inner knowing. Like how sad is that, right? So I know, and it, trust me, it's easier said than done, but living for approval is something that we've all got to stop because I honestly believe that in just authentic pursuit of what we were meant to do and who we're meant to be, following those heart tugs is going to not only lead us to the people we're meant to be surrounded by, but it's going to lead us to a greater purpose. Like what if we all stopped just trying to please everyone and we all just started really showing up authentically. Like I really believe that we all have an individual purpose here on this earth and, and most likely it's doing something, being something, showing up as something a little bit more than where we're at right now, but it's scary. People are going to judge us. People are not going to understand it. Right. But if we start the trend of following those things, of doing those things without regard for those who are going to judge us now, not to say, you know, the opinions or the advice or the whatever from your family members, from your spouses, from your close loved ones, like that they don't matter. But they, at the end of the day, again, they're not living your life and they cannot know what is best for you. You know, 
there's so many opinions and different mindsets and advice and so many different things out there and everything is going to lead you to a different answer. So why not just follow your gut and stop living for the approval of others? Whether you go right or left, the people on their left are going to wish and tell you how wrong you are for going right. And the people on your right are going to criticize you and blame you and shame you for going left. So go where your heart is meant to go. If you go to the right, the people on the right are going to love and support you and encourage you. The people on the left are irrelevant and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So like you're going to attract and find your tribe and that's what matters, right? And so leaning into that authentic purpose is something that we got to start doing. Living for approval is something that we got to stop doing. So I'm just going to say that. Okay. Number six is talking negatively about yourself. And this is a huge one to me. I mean, I know you guys know that I post all the time about positive affirmations and self-love and all of that, but I think this goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. It goes even into casual conversation where we put ourselves down. We make ourselves seem dumb. We say, sorry, I'm an idiot. Like I got that wrong. Or, oh no, sorry, I have no idea, right? Like we put ourselves down constantly around others and just casual conversation. Things that now just become like normal phrases are actually things that are hurting us. And so Again, this is something that we just have to be hyper aware of what we say in conversation of what we say in our heads, because like I always say, what we think becomes what we say becomes how we act. Right. And that's a constant cycle. How we act has a direct influence on what we think. So it's constant flow and a constant cycle. And so if we start filtering out the negativity and the self-hate and the, the shame and the blame and the guilt and the judgment that we have about ourselves, we can filter that out and at least recognize it and say, whoa, okay, that was a pretty negative thought about myself. You know, when you're in the dressing room and you're like, oh my God, I look so freaking ugly. This is terrible. This is, you know, my fat's poofing out over here. Like all these thoughts that we have, even if you're just like, no, I'm just like being honest but that affects you. Like you're going to leave that dressing room and you're going to feel that way. You're talking to yourself that way. You're going to say something out loud. You're going to say, no, nothing fit me because I'm an ugly fat. So, or whatever, you know, like random things. I know that might sound really harsh. I've definitely said stuff like that about myself. And so just being nicer to yourself, taking out the negativity about yourself, taking out the judgment of yourself, because the nicer we can be to ourselves the nicer we can show up in this world, the nicer we can show up for others, right? And if judgment becomes a thing we, we allow internally about ourselves, we slowly allow that about others as well. Does that make sense? And so just quitting that judgment, like, let's stop that. So actually, that leads me into number eight, because number eight is judging others. And uh, it pisses me off because I used to be somebody who really judged others, but then I would hate when others judged me. Like I would sit there and I would judge somebody's outfit. I would never say it. Like externally, I'm a, I was a very nice person. I was always cordial and friendly and polite. But internally, like I was a, this was guys like five, six, seven years ago, you know, when I was in high school and stuff. And like, I'm so shameful about that time. And I know family, friends, like they recognized it within me, even though I was the nice girl, the positive girl, the happy girl, like I definitely did have a bitchy side and I, oh, I hate that. And I, I hate that you guys have to know that, but I say that only because if you recognize that within yourself, there is a way to overcome that. And it really starts by just being conscious of it. So ugh, judging others is just something that really hits home with me because 
I hear it now because I'm so cognizant of like when I'm judging others and I can quickly shut it down when other people say things that judge others, like make jokes at the expense of other people or, you know, put somebody down behind their back or, you know, talk crap about them. Like it makes me very uncomfortable. And to me, that is a definite sign of somebody that I don't want to spend time with, you know, because I don't want to be engaging in stuff like that. I don't want that to become my thoughts and then my words and then my actions, right? Like we know that's a cycle. And so just like judging yourself, we need to stop judging others. Again, it just creates a cycle even externally within the public, within our culture and our society, right? Like we're all just judging each other. That's the standard. And I, I really think we have the ability to create a ripple effect of love and kindness and acceptance. And truthfully, like we're all just scared of the judgment from other people. Like, yes or no? Like, yes or no? Come on. That is like the root of a lot of our fears is just, oh, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to be too little. I don't want to be too shy. I don't want to be too loud. I, I don't want to be too successful. I don't want to overwhelm people. I don't want to be too unsuccessful. I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be too smart though. I don't, right? Like, okay. If we all just agree to stop judging others. So that hits home for me as well. Okay. Number eight is making excuses. Okay. Switching it up a little bit here, guys. Making excuses for me is a matter of prioritizing what you care about, what you want to achieve in your life. So take a look at the things that you are making excuses about. So maybe it's like, oh, I just don't have time for the gym today. Oh, I just don't have the energy to go to that, you know, little Bible study. Oh, I don't have the time to whatever it is, meet up with my friends. I don't have the energy to have this conversation with my spouse. I, whatever. So all these excuses that we're making, take a look at your priorities because it really should be a direct relationship. So if you're making excuses for why you can't get to the gym, then how about you just take the gym off of your priority list? Just take it off. Like eliminate that expectation of yourself because if you're going to constantly make excuses of why you can't be there, take it off your priority list. Now reflect, how does that feel? Do you feel bad? Like, do you feel like, no, no, like actually though, like I do want to go to the gym. Like I do want to move my body. I do want to feel good. I do want to feel energized. I know that it has me feeling good, you know? So then that's a chance for you to recognize, okay, so the gym is a priority of mine. You know, it is something I care about. So take a look at why are you making excuses for it? You know, and if you recognize yourself making excuses for it, now at least you can come from a perspective of, okay, well, next time I have an excuse, I know it's coming. I know that it's going to be there because nobody wants to go to the gym. Like guys, I'm telling you, like literally 30% of the time, do I want to like go get a workout in? And I'm just being very honest with you guys. Most of the time it's me just saying five, four, three, two, one, and just doing it and just walking to the gym, just getting out of the car, just booking the workout. Right? So next time the excuses come, at least you can be prepared and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to tell myself I don't have time. I know I'm going to tell myself I don't have the energy. I know I'm going to tell myself I can just take a rest day. I know I'm going to tell myself I'm too sore. I know I'm going to tell myself all those things. So when they come and they happen, I can choose to not let them affect me. I can choose to not act off of those excuses and instead act off of my priorities. So same thing, you know, with relationships, with starting something new, with making decisions, if you're making excuses for things and why you can't do things consistently, take, you know, take it off your priority list. Or if you don't want to do that, if you're like, okay, well, being happy in my relationship, 
that's a high priority. So I'm not going to take that off my priority list. So I better make time for it. I better make energy for it. I better show up for it, you know? So for me, making excuses is a hard no. If you find yourself, you know, if, if one of the things you keep making excuses for is like, oh, just this laundry, I just can't get myself to do this laundry. And you realize, okay, laundry is not my top priority. You know, being able, if you're able to, you know, maybe hire somebody to do the laundry, right? Once a week, twice a week, whatever you need. If that's something you're able to do, okay, there are going to be things that aren't on your priority list, but need to happen, right? So that laundry, that might be the thing that, you know, it's not on your priority list necessarily, but having clean clothes, that's on your priority list, right? So you have to make the time for it. So again, it's just taking a realistic view at where your priorities are, what matters, and then release those excuses and schedule Honestly, time is a big thing for everybody, I think. So scheduling out your day, scheduling out your time. I bet that most of us spend way too much time on our phones, spend way too much time sitting on our asses and not enough time actually doing the things that we say are priorities, right? And so that might be you. (laughs) Don't hate me if I just called you out, but I'm just being honest. Time is equal for all of us. We all have these same amount of minutes in a day but it's just what we do with them. And making excuses is definitely something I have taken out of my life because I recognize that I don't have to make excuses. Instead, I can make time for the things that are priorities for me. Okay, number nine, we are almost done here, is not taking risks. So we're gonna stop not taking risks. I know that's a double negative. So AKA, we're gonna start taking risks. Here's what I mean by that, guys. I said it before and I'm gonna say it again, like if you stay right where you are, if you continue to do what you're doing, you are gonna be in the same place in a year from now, in five years from now, taking risks, getting out of your comfort zone. That is what we are about here on this podcast. (laughs) Taking risks is scary. And I don't mean taking risks by like, you know, giant, massive, life-altering risks. I mean like daily things that get you out of your comfort zone. Like doing something every single day that gets your heart rate a little bit up, that gets you a little bit nervous, gets those palms sweating, right? Gets those butterflies in your stomach. Taking risks is so important. I also, I was talking the other day on my story, I was listening to Tony Robbins. I'm sure if you guys are like in the personal development space, you probably know who Tony Robbins is. So I was listening to this thing. He has this kind of the basis of, he says there are four human needs. The first one is certainty. So we all crave certainty. The second one is uncertainty. We actually all crave uncertainty. And so this is where the risks fall in. The the third is like love and connection. And the fourth is growth. Okay. But anyways, those are not what I'm talking about right now. The second one of uncertainty. So taking risks gives us that uncertainty. Like it gives us something to be excited about, something to be nervous about, something to, you know, look forward to, something to kind of get our stomachs, you know, all jitters, right? Like taking risks is really important in life. And again, like I talked about this on the confidence episode, the more you take risks and follow those heart tugs, the more confidence you're going to have in your inner knowing. And that's all connected. And and again, like, just like the other point I made about you're never going to be ready like taking risks, you're always going to find excuses for taking risks. Like you're always going to say like, nah, just not a good time to go skydiving. Quick plug guys. I just went skydiving uh, the other day. Oh my gosh. 
again, that was me craving a little bit of excitement and uncertainty in my life. I understand that's a big like uncertainty. I mean, how many times did I have to sign my name saying, I understand I could die? Yeah, huge uncertainty there. But to have a little bit of adrenaline rush, to get out of my comfort zone, to do something new was something I felt like was so needed. And so I just want to say taking risks is so underrated. You should be doing it. High risk, high reward, right? I am just all about that. So guys, stop complaining about where you're at in life if you're not doing anything about it, point blank, period. Or if you don't want to stop complaining, if you still have this vision for something more, you've got to do more. If you have something, an urge, a tug, a a gut instinct that you are meant to be more, do more, show up as more, live more, be happy more, like have more you in your life, you've got to do something more. You've got to do something different. And most likely that's going to involve taking a risk because risks are scary. But again, the only way you get anywhere in life is by getting uncomfy. All right, we're wrapping this up here. The last one, guys, number 10, is stop comparing yourself to others. Oof. Okay, all I'm going to say about this one, guys, is all of our journeys are so different. I firmly believe that like we're all going through these same issues, the same problems, the same struggles, different iterations, different variations, different variables, different times, different people, right? There's so many differences, but at the core, they're the same. The crazy thing is that you most likely cannot see what somebody else is going through. So it's really easy to compare ourselves to somebody on Instagram, somebody with perfect pictures, perfect poses, perfect captions, perfect filters, and think, wow, her life looks amazing. The fact that I'm struggling with X, Y, Z makes me feel like fucking shit about myself and my life. And then you get in this spiral of shame and blame and guilt and frustration and and all these things, right? Where you're just like, oh, everybody's out there living such a great life. Everybody's journey is so much easier than mine. No, sis, it's not. We are all going through something hard. Either we just got over something hard, we're going through something hard, or we're about to start something hard. Like, that is a fact of life. I don't mean to be, like, depressing or negative, but that's a fact of life. Like, hard things are always going to be on the horizon or right in the rearview mirror, or we're smack dab in it. The crazy thing, though, like I said, is you just don't know what people are going through. So the whole comparison game to me, and again, like this is something I'm speaking to myself. I do it all the time. And I I judge myself off of, you know, not being able to put the right content up on Instagram, not being able to put up a really great episode on the podcast, not, you know, being able to show up in certain ways for people in my life, like, you know, and then comparing where I'm at to where I thought I would be right now. Or where I'm at to where she's at, where I'm at, where he's at, right? Like, we just all have such different journeys. And I just think it's literally like comparing an apple to a sofa. (laughs) Like, how random is that? Like, how would you even begin to to compare an apple and a sofa? Like, Like, you literally couldn't. Like, okay, one you eat, one you sit on, one's a fruit, one's a inanimate object. Like, You know, if you told somebody, hey, can you compare for me an apple and a sofa? They'd be like, excuse me, what? So next time you go to compare your life to some girl on Instagram or some friend, you know, at work or whatever, 
consider yourself the apple and they're the sofa or vice versa, whatever makes you feel better. You know, they're non-comparable. Like you don't, you don't actually know, you know, and there's so many things that go on behind the scenes that may, like maybe like you love her outward life, but if you actually know what's going on, you would not trade seats with her, you know? So you, again, you just never know. Everybody's journey is different. You also could be comparing your day one to her day 1001. And that's not a fair comparison. That's like comparing your skiing skills to an Olympic skier. It's like, again, the Apple sofa thing. The fuck, man? <laughs> that's not even like, that's not even relevant. So I just, I want you guys to just be able to fully fall in love with where you're at, what you're going through, who you are, struggles, hard times, good times, bad times, everything. Like fall in love with where you're at because you are meant to be exactly where you're at right now. Even if it's the hardest freaking thing you've ever gone through, even if you don't see the light on the end of the tunnel, even when you don't know what's going to come, you're meant to be right where you are. And that's where I'm going to end this podcast, guys. I hope that these 10 things to stop all resonated and I, I hope you implement them in your life. I'd love if you guys took a screenshot of this episode and tagged me, Annie underscore fit life at me, and also tag the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. But let me know which one spoke the most to you. Um, numbers one through 10, I'm gonna actually quickly read over them. Number one is overthinking. Number two is junk food and artificial shit. <laughs> Number three is saying I'm sorry about everything. Number four is putting things off for when I'm ready. Number five is living for approval. Number six is talking negatively about yourself. Number seven is judging others. Number eight is making excuses. Number nine is not taking risks. Number 10 is comparing ourselves to others. So let me know which one spoke the most to you. And next week, I think I'm going to do my hell yeses because I want to start with the negative. Obviously, we started this week with the hard nose and we'll go next week to the hell yeses. So tune in next week, next Monday. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye friends. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit life fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.